I think it's part of our of our soul's mission to look after this 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 body and but that's easy said and done you know there's a lot of self-sabotage lots of 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 people that have problems with with food and with eating and, mm. and with but I would I I try to impart my radical responsibility you know we we need to be functioning the best we can as a as a we've been given this this life haven't we we've been given the opportunity of of so much and I think if we can get our health and I just know how I feel energetically now Steve to how I used to feel when I was out of alignment with my career I drank too much I ate crap hardly apart from walking the dogs I didn't really do any exercise and I just know if I said to you I felt really just sluggish and a bit but I was going mm. through I was almost dragging myself through life nobody would have ever thought that because I was always spinning two, lots of plates and I was really busy and people used to say oh you're amazing you're always in and out and I said oh yes 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 with no connection to myself at all and um, my energy was so low then when I compare it to now there's just no comparison I want I want people to have what I've got now I want them yeah. to to feel this extra oomph that I've got this extra energy this extra curiosity about life this extra there's so much life can offer us but we have to have to open our eyes and see it I suppose Hi, this is Louise Budgen, founder of Extraordinary Life Success, and you're listening to the awesome Travelling Optimist podcast with Steve Odie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast and the home of optimism, insight and uplifting stories. It's that time for another episode. So click the download button, turn up the volume and settle down to a great conversation. It's so brilliant to have you join us. So how are you all? How's life with you? What have you been up to? Whatever it is, I really hope that you're grabbing life by the horns and doing some extraordinary things, which segues nicely with my guest on this latest episode of The Travelling Optimist. My guest today is a friend of the show, Louise Budgen. Uh, for those of you who listen regularly, Louise was one of the first guests when I started the podcast, and she's also my coach. That episode, I think, was the third or fourth and she mentioned in that show that we are human beings, not human doings. And this really had a profound effect on me. And I, I know that conversation resonated with a lot of my listeners. What we didn't do in that show was go into too much detail about Louise's background, but we do now. In this episode, Louise imparts some incredible insight for us all to take in and shares with us her story and how all of the defining moments that she had throughout her life has now shaped her life and her desire to help people really blossom and find their place. This is a truly uplifting conversation with a wonderful human being who survived a horrific car accident, has become a cancer thriver twice, followed her intuition to become a coach and is using those experiences to help her clients and she's now running a thriving business. So this is me and my coach Louise talking about the story of her life and experiences. It's a story about having the courage to trust your intuition it's about making sure you find time for the non-negotiables in life, stepping out and becoming more visible, and understanding that everything happens for a reason. But ultimately, this is all about a lady who isn't afraid to swim upstream to get to where she wants to go, and is now leading an extraordinary life. All right, let's go. Hey Louise, welcome to the home of optimism and uplifting stories at the Travelling Optimist podcast. How are you? I'm really good, Steve. I'm feeling fantastic. 
That's really lovely to hear. Now, um, you were actually one of my first podcast guests way back last year. Um, and uh, that was that was an amazing conversation that we had, actually. And I was really uh, it's what struck me about that was um, your level of of insight and wisdom uh, as, as I think had a massive effect on 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 some pe- people that have listened to the podcast. And um, so it's, it's a year later. Um, very much firmly a friend of the show. And I thought that we would have a quick sort of catch up uh, at the beginning of this uh, podcast just to see how the last year has been for you. Yeah. In fact, the last year, Steve, has been amazing. COVID, I know, has not been welcomed by the majority of people and there's been a lot of hardship and a lot of suffering. For myself and my family, it's actually been a very positive year. For myself, being a twice cancer thriver and last year being probably the year I would have launched myself back into work I didn't I decided with COVID I would actually just surrender to being in in my own skin and that was the best healing I could have given myself everybody came back to work at home and it was just the best decision and and it wasn't one I ever thought I'd do and and the surrender was really quite um well it was enlightening it really was so I've popped out into 2021 a completely different version of myself shall we say I'm more got far more energy I'm just in a really great place oh that is awesome that is awesome because actually from our conversation last year one of the really beautiful things that you said in in our conversation was that we are human beings and not human doings and it strikes me that 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 you took your own advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. With bells on. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, it was easier for me because of COVID, because I, I couldn't I couldn't leave my house and, and, and go anywhere. Mm. And I'm very lucky I've got a beautiful garden. But so I suppose in a way for me to be was a lot easier because of COVID, because I couldn't be tempted to rush around and, and do anything. And, and I got very connected to, you know, more so connected to nature. I got a deep connection to myself. I did a lot of, of things that I I was really passionate about. So I did um, a certificate in wellness coaching. I did a meditation and mindfulness course, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And, and both these things I know really cemented the healing work that I was doing for myself as well. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I think, you, well, you haven't wasted that year anyway, which no. is great. And I know a lot of people that have been in a similar position in terms of their time and using it using it wisely. And it sounds like you have done that. Um, so tell me a little bit about those courses and things. How 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 did that all come about? What what were you what what did it involve? So the wellness certificate is something that I was really being drawn to from my own um, journey back through the the cancer journeys that that I've had. And mm. it just means that now as a coach, I, I can actually bring in wellness coaching into my coaching conversations. And I can bring that in from a from an expert's point of view rather than just my own personal point of view. So I have a, have a more of a coaching, I don't know, ability or, or experience to to bring to the to the coaching conversation. And the meditation and mindfulness is also something that I'm now bringing into my coaching sessions and, and mm. getting people getting clients to really connect to themselves. So that was never part of my coaching practice before. Mm. 
but it's become such a big part of, of, of who I am and the benefits that I feel from that for not only my emotional but my physical and my spiritual health. I, I just feel that this is this is my soul's mission to actually share this knowledge with the wider audience. And that's why my extraordinary life success program it's it's finding the extra that people need to to shift up from ordinary and and mm. it's it's proving to be very successful so from ordinary to extraordinary yeah <laughs> absolutely you, you can have that one um so i mean like mindfulness is a big subject massive so what were your kind of key key takings away from that from from that and and what sort of things are you looking to introduce into your coaching work so I would always start from the place that everybody is completely unique. So what you might need or what you think you need for mindfulness is not necessarily what the next client would need for that. So I think it's about really connecting each client to what it is they feel they need for themselves in terms of how mindfulness could be brought into their into their world, into their life, into their business to, to bring them that inner peace and and calm that when you have that within you life is just so much easier to to cope with and actually mm. that's where the joy and the happiness and you you get more energy when you're aligned and if you're yeah. out of alignment you'll more than likely not be mindful about anything you'll just be like a bull in a china shop mm. so it's about balance absolutely about balance yeah so with so with that because you know you're my coach right and you know i'll be forever forever grateful for the work that you did with me or you know over the course of the, oh god how many years i don't know four or five years i was in a i was in a i was in a really bad place but i didn't know it but i was and um i would say actually that you were unconsciously speaking to me about mindfulness even though you you don't you didn't realize it because mm. part of what you taught me was you know just being mindful of 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 where i am and how far i've come and um part of th- that's where i see mindfulness as well if you see what i mean does that make mm. sense yeah no that does make sense yeah so i know that through the work we did together there were many aha moments, weren't there, of of you realizing that that certain things weren't necessarily how you'd always perceived them to be. Mm. And mindfulness, I believe, is is something that if we can if we can move ourselves further forward along the awareness of being mindful of anything and everything in our life. And that's me to say you've got to be on high alert for, for mindful moments or whatever, but just just get connected, get connected more to life, get connected more to, to nature. I'm sitting here at the moment and I've got probably 500 tulips of all different colors outside my um, office window. Wherever I walk, wherever I go outside, I'm looking for the beauty. Now, that to me is mindfulness. That, that's about taking in the moment of where you are because, there are, like you say, it's a massive topic. So... I try and encourage clients to really connect into to what what it means to them and where they can find that for themselves in in the day because no two people will have the same mindful moments if that makes sense. That's really interesting and I love all that and I you know I'm all over that you know that anyway. <laughs> 
but so let, let's just go back a little bit you know just from a from a listener's perspective you know we we've known each other now i would i would say probably about 10 years isn't it probably yeah about that yeah yeah about 10 years so um we we met at networking events and we were also part of a, an organization um and distributors for a, a utility warehouse as well mm-hmm. weren't we so um and we met at certain events like that as well so we've known each other you know qu- uh, you know quite a while and from there you you've you, well you booked a holiday with me I have uh, to the long dives. You used to um, drive all. To the, you used to drive me like a chauffeur to the long distance events. I seem to remember. I was very grateful for that. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. No, they were fun. Um, but you know, this is all part of the the other the other key take I had from our first conversation in April last year was, and and obviously from our. our time together you being my coach was that everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and that is a that is one phrase that has stuck with me over the years Mm -hmm. and I love it and I talk about it a lot to everybody I I I speak to um, my kids about it I speak to my friends about it you know everything happens for a reason and I I I really believe that we were we were absolutely meant to meet and Mm -hmm. and um, you know you were uh, in that in that right place for me personally so that you and and you were there to help me get through some some tough times there weren't tough times from a a personal perspective because i was a i was in a, a good place personally you know family wise and stuff but from a work perspective and just and sort of getting my ducks in a in a row mm-hmm. with that perspective and then aligning everything it, i needed a lot of work and so, you know, as I've said already, I'm so grateful for the work that you did. It was me. a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And continue and, to do with me. And and at the time, if you remember, I retrained when I was 50 following a car accident going up to one of the network marketing events. And yes. I I phoned you up and I said, look, I need somebody to practice on. Will you, can I practice on you? And you said, yeah. And little did we know that that, that would then be, you know, a long and, and very – enjoyable coaching relationship and um yeah. i was glad to be of assistance but you helped me just as much as i help you steve so so that that's great and oh, you're absolutely yeah. right i do believe everything happens for a reason absolutely we were we were meant to meet i was meant to retrain as a coach i was meant to have cancer because without having cancer and the journey that i've had with that i wouldn't have all the learnings that i've got now that i'm now able to put into a program and help other people be their best soul self I just wouldn't have found Mm. that self-connection if everything hadn't happened just as it was supposed to and I really believe that if you can actually just accept that you can't control what's going to happen actually it's going to the plan is going to unfold for you Mm. yeah so let's just because I'm really interested in in this kind of thing and it, it it kind of it really um, makes the hairs on you on my back stand up a little bit because if you think about that that car accident that you had in 2014, mm-hmm. which wasn't just a, a little car accident, but this was a this was a major issue, a major mm-hmm. accident, wasn't it? You you yeah. were rammed off a motorway and the car yeah. rolled over and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was quite a lot of almost PTSD involved with it, it as was, well, wasn't yeah. there? From you, mm-hmm. if that hadn't have happened. Would you be doing what you're doing now? Who knows? But I doubt. I 
it had to unfold that way because having the post-traumatic stress disorder and going against the medical profession saying I was not depressed, I don't want Mm. to go on antidepressants, and searching for somebody to help me, I found somebody that gave me this most amazing treatment, this EMDR, which is what soldiers and, and trauma in the forces and things have. And that was the thing that really got, it was it was like Cupid's arrow to me for coaching because it, it the mind-body connection that the psychotherapist unlocked in me in an hour was so phenomenal. I just, it's, I came home and I, I just ordered and devoured books on the mind and on on the body. And and that was where I started. And then Synchro Destiny bumped me into a coach who I didn't know Mm. was a coach at the time. And a conversation came about and she said, so network marketing, tell me about it. What do you really want to do? And and out of my mouth came, I really want to be a coach. I, to this day, don't actually consciously remember thinking that before it came out of my (laughs) mouth, but it was obviously meant to be. And then I trained and I've you know, I've been doing it for six years now and I thoroughly enjoy it. Absolutely. It's, it's mm. where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Everything happens 100%. for a reason. Yeah, totally. So with that time learning and stuff, that's when I, I got involved in terms mm-hmm. of uh, from a coaching perspective. And we we went through quite a lot of we did quite a lot of work with me. So what I thought we would be quite nice, actually, from a listener's perspective, is just to sort of get an idea of the work that you did with me, so that it gives gives them an idea of the sort of kind of expertise that you have and the, mm-hmm. the things. And we would so we were talking about, and and we talked about this off air a little bit. I know we were talking about things like um, money mindset, mm-hmm. taking responsibility, accountability, time yeah. management, past conditioning. Um, getting connected with you know what i was looking for for my my own personal vision my purpose that kind of thing and i think the the other thing to sort of put this into context with is i'm i'm not a very patient person sometimes and what what struck me was i was trying to i think i expected things to be a bit quicker but actually i needed things to go i needed the process to be a little bit slower because um I, I'm that sort of, uh, actually I am that sort of person. I, I'm not a, a jump in quick kind of guy and, and, and learn quickly. I like to take, I do like to take my time sometimes with things, which sounds counter intuitive of what I've just said, but w- w- from a learning perspective and taking things on board, it took, it took a lot of sessions and you were very patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, uh, and you know, just to give you just to recap you've probably got this all in in notes or whatever but you know i there as one thing was past conditioning okay so i i i came from a background where my parents didn't really take any risks and looking and and then reflecting back on that actually i am the first person since 1880 something or other in my family to have my own business and 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 i've researched this back to some uh, great 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 grandparents who owned uh, several um uh store shops in uh, stow in the world in the cotswolds wow so they they were they were obviously in business i'd love to know what happened after that but so from i'm the i'm the the next in in the in in the genes as it were in the family to actually have my own business from from the from that that couple um which i i found really amazing and um and i and i love all of that and I think with that past conditioning, the other the other point I was going to, which I said to you at the time was, 
you know, right, you know, and this is going to sound awful. My mum and dad are brilliant, you know, and don't get me wrong, they were amazing. And I love, uh, my, my dad passed away in 2008, but my mum's 80, she was 80 a couple of weeks ago, and I love it a bit. Um, but she was, there was always that kind of uh, comment where if you don't get your hopes up, you won't get disappointed. Oh. That stayed with me for ages yeah. until I met you. And that, all of a sudden it sort of came out. I was getting, Do you remember I got really emotional about it, actually? Mm. And uh, I was really sad about it. And yeah. um, so there's a lot of there are a lot of blocks which mm. you managed to tease yeah. out of me. Yeah. And I think that's it, all good coaches would be able to do that. And I think the questions that you asked, guys, sounds like another session we're having here, isn't it? But all of the, the <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Because okay. I've up leveled since then, Steve. I'll be <laughs> crying in a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, but you ask great questions. And I think that is the key to a great coach. Not only is you've got to have that synergy with that person, you've got to have that kind of um, very, you, you've got to be on that wavelength with the coach, but you've, they, they've got to be prepared to ask those, those critical questions that are put people into an uncomfortable position. Would you say that's right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a coach would automatically want to put you in an uncomfortable position, but we challenge. And for that's me, it. I, I know that I'm an intuitive coach, so I don't ever coach two people in the same way because, again, we're all unique people. And when a client walks into the studio, I don't always know how that session is going to go because it's going to go how it's going to go because the intuition that I'm going to bring that will come through me mm. when the client has opened up and got honest and, and down dirty with themselves. And people always say to me, I love the fact that you have this ability to have such a safe place for me to just be and then work on themselves. And I I do embrace that because I think the only work you can really truly do on yourself is when you are honest. Mm. And I can see bullshit now a mile off. And <laughs> we cut through that. And, and that's great because you can get results quicker. I can get results quicker because it, at the very beginning, Steve, I, I was I was a newbie and, and I loved all the work we did and, and absolutely learned learned a lot. But I probably just probably learned to to get the client the results a bit quicker than we did, shall we say. So apologies. I know, but I was happy about that <laughs> yeah. because I needed that time to be able yeah, to you, work as it you out just for said, myself. I was, yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but but there's no point as a coach just being there, being a um, sort of a, a motivator or oh, cheerleader that, you know, you, you're paying for somebody to help you unpick mm. the parts of you, perhaps that you, you're not really aware that you need to unpick until you start. Mm. And, and I well, think that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah uncomfortable. It, yeah. Sometimes it was uncomfortable for me because you came, you made me, you made me more accountable for, for what has happened, um, mm -hmm. you know, in my life so far and you know i'm the only person that's responsible for that no one else is at the end of the day and i think with that accountability um you know came some you know awkward moments for me in in, in terms of realization so i think things like money you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. i mean what what is with your clients and stuff okay what 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 are they coming to you typically what are the kind of things that you're having to talk to them about what what, what are their issues well, pretty much what, what you've said, Steve, there's a lot of common themes that can run through clients' conversations. Mm. I'm, I think I mentioned um, that I've just started this new program, Extraordinary Life Success, and that I'm aiming at coaches and entrepreneurs, and I'm on a mission 
to really get, especially coaches who are helping other people, be their best self. Because I don't want a coach that's half cooked to be out trying to do to be a coach and, and not having got their own house in order, if that makes sense. So when I when I talk about that, so the radical responsibility, it's self-care, it's you know, making sure that they're doing the personal development that they should be doing. So I'm seeing that the clients I'm going to be working with going forward, there are going to be diff- it's a different, probably a different area that I'm going to be mm. be focusing on, as well as obviously what they're going to want to bring to the to the table as well. The, the mindset mm. work as well. But I'm really, I'm really passionate about because I now know what it's like to to feel this energy and to feel this vibrant, having cleared out, you know, having cleaned my act up basically in terms of my physical body, my emotional side of life, and and getting more connected spiritually. And I I would love other coaches to be working from the same energetic vibration that that I am. Mm. I'm really quite keen to get that going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You go all in, don't you, with stuff? If you once you've Always. decided, once you've made that decision, you're, you're like, absolutely, that's it. I'm done. It's, I'm yeah. in. I'm in. And and that happened to me in January this year. So I joined a business accelerator in LA, funnily enough, and I'm halfway through that, and it's just been phenomenal. And you know, this week um, I've got three new clients that have come on board this week. But the, wow, a, a higher ticket price than than I'd ever had before, and yeah, I, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. Um, when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, I remember you, we had a conversation about, you know, your regime and stuff that you were going through. Yeah. And, and when I mentioned all in, you were like, with with that, you were, you were all in in terms of finding alternatives and making yeah. sure that your body was in the right yeah. right space, right place to be able to, you know, combat and get, get come out the other side. And I, I want it. It's not something that obviously might not you might not want to talk too much about it but uh, you know what struck me then was you know you changed your diet didn't you straight like mm-hmm. that was it instantly I'm going on a yeah yeah it vegan. was a, a you went vegan what do they call it stop drinking about, yeah yeah no, no, no alcohol you were no you, alcohol. you were making your making your own sourdough bread and and <laughs> and all sorts of things weren't you if I remember rightly I've done lots of things I have to say and many of them I'm still doing I mm. I really believe that I probably wasn't put on this planet to eat meat because I trans transferred to being a vegan in a mm. nanosecond and it wasn't a problem for me and I don't have dairy and I don't eat eggs either and mm. The rest of my family do, and that's not a problem. And but people say to me, "Oh, that, that's amazing! How did you do that?" It was really easy. I don't think yeah. I was supposed to eat eat, and you know, my whole body now is just functions so much better. So that was right for me. So so yeah. Absolutely. So I did take so radical based. responsibility. I, I took radical responsibility when I realised that I was taking a different um, journey away from the chemo that they wanted to keep pumping me full of, I, I knew I had to take radical responsibility and, and it felt right. And I know that um, people have said, Oh, it was such a big decision you had to make. And I, it, but it felt right, Steve. So when you know, you know, and that that's when I say that connection, I have a really strong connection to what is right for me now through my intuition, mm. through my soul whispers, as I like to call them 
And my soul was screaming at me when I was put in hospital for the second time with neutropenous sepsis. And they were saying, well, you'll be okay to have chemo in another week's time. We'll just delay it a week. And I, and I just knew that if I had any more chemotherapy, I would actually die. I felt that. Mm. So that, so when people say, how did yeah. you do it? When you feel death that close, I think it's quite easy to make a decision. Yeah. That's really interesting. Because mm. you also have to have an uncommonly huge amount of self-belief and yeah. courage to be able to do that, don't you? Yeah. And obviously I, you've got that in bucket in the bucket in bucket loads, but you know, equally it's a it was a big step. Big step. It's it's something that's within me. So I don't know where the cancer's going to come back. And and it did it, well, it didn't come back. Um it was there, they just didn't find it. So I've had two cancer scenarios and arriving with the second cancer scenario which I again found myself through my own soul whispers telling me there was something wrong and nobody would believe me I found myself in a much healthier stronger position because I hadn't had the chemotherapy and I'm not saying that that's what I would suggest anybody does because I then went Mm. on to have chemotherapy with the second lot of cancer so every Mm. decision on a cancer journey is a personal decision and a decision you should base on the facts at the time so I'm Mm. I just want to put that out there but actually the radical responsibility and care I'd given myself after the first decision to come away from the chemotherapy I do believe kept me in the game because I think it kept the cancer in the lymph nodes in the lymph nodes even though it had exploded in the lymph nodes it hadn't traveled anywhere else and to this Mm -hmm. point I am completely free of, of cancer two years later so yay I do believe I saw I I saved my own life by my own intuitive feelings but I needed to you need to be connected to be able to listen to to have the courage maybe to I didn't look outside of myself because everybody outside of me was telling me to carry on doing the chemo my husband my kids my kids were crying saying mom you're gonna die if you don't have the chemo and I was saying no I'll die if I do have the chemo and they thought I was completely bananas (laughs) Mm, well so I know I felt it I felt it Steve so it was something from within and and I would like to think that's my soul saying to me you are supposed to be here for a reason Louise and that reason will unfold in due time and I think that reason has unfolded I think surrendering last year was a great time to heal and and get well and do all the work I did all the positive work on my mindset getting further connected and and that's why this year already is is proven to just be magical, magical in mm. the way I feel, magical in, in the fact that I've got so much energy and just magical in the fact that my business seems to be now aligning with myself and, and abundance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're following your passion. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is, a, which is a big thing. So all of this extra learning, you know, you're putting yourself out there. You And as I said before, you, you, you're one of these people that absolutely it's 100% all in with stuff but have you found that there are some elements of this whole journey you know retraining at 50 you know getting um getting your mind right for for helping other people you know your comfort zones and and what you i think you like to call it the stretch zone has anything been uncomfortable from this point of view that's um you know sort of taking you to um a different level or is it something that you've you've just learned and you've you've gradually gone into things and um it's all been very very sort of organic okay i would say initially with with the whole cancer journey 
I was just thrown completely out of my car. You're thrown into an alien land, landscape and you it, it's almost like I was scrabbling around to try and find out information and you, you're in a whirlwind almost. But but once I'd, I'd got that connection and got myself grounded, then I felt very much in my comfort zone, as, as comfortable as you can do when you're having treatment. And, and that, again, I'd say for the second time round. Recently, when I chose to put myself at 56 onto a very um, fast-moving business accelerator with lots of very successful women. I had questioned on, on a number of occasions, what am I doing? And I complete, and, and I, so I've been in there 10 and a half weeks and I'd say for the first six weeks, definitely rabbit in the headlights, completely out of my comfort zone. And every group meeting I'd say, I'm completely out of my comfort zone, but I'm still here (laughs) because I was learning and I was still there. And, the lovely thing about what I, I mean, I did think this is either brave or stupid. I'm not sure which, which, but I think it was, it certainly wasn't stupid because what has unearthed itself in that period of 10 and a half weeks is that I've always had a problem being visible, Steve. So I'm a very sociable person, but I've never really liked to be visible and especially not online. So when I joined the accelerator, the the coach that runs it, she said, I've tried to find you online. I can't really find you. And I said, well, no, I've spent quite a lot of time being invisible. And I wanted to learn how how to feel comfortable being visible. So I thought if I throw myself in at the deep end and and take the training and and learn, then that will be a good thing for me. But it's been so much more than that for me personally. Yeah. in this in an amazing group of women from all around the world. And I'm so thrilled to and So I definitely threw myself out of my comfort zone by, by joining that. But, you Which know, is I'm, a good I'm, thing. I'm, I'm 56. So some people could say, well, I mean, most of my friends are retiring. I'm getting second wind, Steve. I'm sorry. I don't know that's being a cancer thriver or the fact that my youngest child is just about to, to leave, uh, not leave, but go on his way. And I always said to myself, when when Miles actually moves on in his career, that will be the time for me to really get motoring with my own. And, and I've, I've always had yeah. that for the last 20 years in my head. I will motor when Miles is, is moved on. And I really feel I'm motoring. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. I love to throw myself into things 110%. We only get one, but this life, stretch don't though, we? Right. So, well, you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there is a tendency though, isn't there, to think that actually life is so short, you've got to try and cram it in. But actually life is... You know, yeah. you don't need to to rush no. things, no. and 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 you know, um, I I would consider myself. <laughs> I could choose my words carefully here. I would consider myself a late bloomer, mm. and I mean that in a in a really nice way because yeah. you know sometimes you know I wasn't I wasn't meant to be a millionaire when I was twenty three, you know, I, but, but you know, and that doesn't bother me. Uh, but I know that. And this is the the teachings that you helped me with, and the the guidance that you gave me was that, you know, is to to trust yourself and and um, and just be yourself. Really, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to know what sort of things have you been sort of uncomfortable with in this group of of entrepreneurs? Then, what what what's made you feel uncomfortable? So it's it's the um, it's a whole new language, Steve, out there now online, isn't it? Or marketing, mm. marketing lingo. So I, I'm a very traditional marketer, as in, you know, nice brochure, go out and visit mm. a client or take a client out for lunch or phone calls and mailings and things like that. It's just not done like that. And it's a whole new language. It's the speed of everything. So mm. I've had to 
really deprogram my own thoughts on how marketing should be done and really learn, but not learn how it's done, but learn the lingo, you know, yeah. lead, lead gens and funnels and clicks and <laughs> conversions. And, and it's like, okay, <laughs> wow. And it was like white noise in the beginning. And yeah. one of the guy, the younger guys that I'm working with who's been putting together my Kajabi page, he said to me, listen to you. He said, you've got all the lingo now. And I said, I know. And he said, well, you didn't have that a few weeks ago. And I said, well, you know. But for, for an older person, I think that's that's a harder thing to to get your head around because, you know, say if you're 20, in your 20s or 30s, you, you've grown up with that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but very supportive women, lovely women. And I'm so thrilled that I, I took took myself completely out of my comfort zone and, and yeah. invested in myself because it's, it's an investment. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't be that now is- with this new program and with three clients in the, in the program this week and many more to come, I'm sure. I just wouldn't have been in that position because sometimes you just can't get somewhere on your own. You need to, you need to invest in somebody else's expertise to help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, the power of association with other people that are taking things to another level yeah. automatically, you know, raises yeah. your game, doesn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's there's no, there's no, it's not rocket science. Yeah. This is the, this is the, you know, that's a, a, one of the key things, learnings that I've, you know, uh, take, take with me all the time is, is, is associate yourself with really good people, mm. successful people that, that you can, that you can relate to and you'll you'll automatically you mm. know just be taken along with them it's just yeah. incredible it's very powerful isn't it very powerful yeah very powerful do you talk about association the power of association do you talk about their their kind of network and stuff do you does that ever come up you know do they find is that something that is a block in terms of you know their relationships with with people do you find that they're that some of your clients network is possibly needs to be realigned you don't give advice like that though do you I don't give advice no I mean I I think sometimes um clients don't think big enough because they've got stuck in the same network or the same thought of of that's how it's done and I know that's mm. exactly how I was so so my aha moment happened in here actually in January when I'd been with clients over Zoom and one of them was particularly wanting to get back in here, she, oh, I love it coming to your studio. And I suddenly mm. thought, actually, I don't need to market locally and I don't need to, to do any speaking locally. I can, I can market anywhere in the world because actually I quite like Zoom. I know that not everybody does, but I've managed to make that work for me. And so suddenly the whole world opened up to me. And and my three clients I've got, one's in France, one's in Birmingham, and the other one is fairly local. And where's the other lady? No, the one that's fairly local hasn't come on board yet, but the other one is in Gloucester. So it mm. just – I would never have had the, the, the reach to, to serve those clients because they wouldn't have even been in my orbit. So, again, I think COVID, from my perspective as a coach – has helped enormously yeah yeah no absolutely i think that um the what what's what's sort of coming out from this conversation is that really your alignment to to what you're passionate about um may well have have come you know uh, uh, later on um in 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 your life but everything everything that happened 
prior had to happen mm-hmm. for you to get to this get to this stage but the other thing as well is that you're very I'm, I'm very conscious that you're very now sorry very now <laughs> you're very aware of your own self and yeah. you, the, the the fact that actually caring for you personally care one's self-care if you like mm-hmm. is really important and I just wondered what that it's actually no, it's actually non-negotiable Steve it has to come first yeah and that's when I when I talk about um you know I have that that revelation that I can coach anybody anywhere it just opened up my life to to being able to put myself first because I can then mm. do lots more self-care because I'm not in the car I'm not rushing around I'm not going to Tunbridge Wells or Brighton or Mm. Oh, wherever else I used to go for, for networking and things. And I think that suits, suits me. I think it suits me. Tell me, what, what does self-care mean for you then? What, 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 does, that, what does that entail? That, that really entails having, having a self-care plan. So I meditate every day. I also bounce on my little trampoline every day. I try and do, if I do three three hours of Pilates a week, if I'm not doing it on a particular day, then I'll do some stretching every day. I've got um, an infrared mat that I'll spend some time on every day. I'll walk the dogs mm. every day. I will make sure I do things that, that make my heart sing. So if I want mm. to go outside and spend five minutes looking in a tulip, then I will. <laughs> mm. So it's... And, and obviously on top of that is the eating and making sure I'm hydrated. So it's about being, being mindful of what works for me. And, and I was asked on a, on a podcast recently, how do, how do I, how do I ground, how do I know when I'm, when I'm not feeling grounded? And I said, I can just tell straight away. And when she asked me what I do, I said, I actually take my shoes off and go and walk outside on the grass. And I will go and spend time out in nature because for me, that is a really great self-care tool. And Mm. I know living here, I'm very lucky because we've got some lovely woods at the back and many, many more people have been using them in COVID, which is fine. I have to share them. They're not my own. But for the best part of 10 years, I have walked in there on my own. You've been in there with me, haven't you? We have walking the dogs. And it's about making sure you make time to do what you know is good for you mm. as a non-negotiable every day, not just every now and again. How do you get, how do you get around the, 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 well, I don't have that much time argument? Because I do it first. I, I, I will block it into my diary. I will mm. make sure that it happens. You have to. Otherwise, you... You upset the the balance of what you're trying to achieve for yourself, and that's that's a big part of what I'm wanting to impart to other coaches. That doesn't matter how busy you are, if you if you aren't putting the self care in daily, you are going to come unstuck at some point. So, put into your health bank every day by by good practice of self care. Put into your spiritual bank every day by big dollops of personal development and meditation and, and things that that quieten the mind and, and help you listen to your soul, help you listen to those whispers and physically get moving, just get moving. We can't, you know, as coaches, you will sit for, for a while, but, you know, in between, move around and, yeah. It's really important, Stephen. I'm reading a fantastic book at the moment, which is Younger Next Year, and there's one for women and there's one for men. And 
obviously when you get to a certain age you you realize that you're you're not quite as as young and so you can actually you can actually be fitter in your 80s than you are in your 50s but you have to you have to have a plan yeah you know to keep moving and to to eat the right foods and to work out and and I want to be that person I want to be a healthy healthy 80 year old I want to be a healthy 90 year old I don't yeah I'm not going to slope down into old age and 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 be that person that can't can't get out of the chair you know it, but it's 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 a regime and I think I don't think enough emphasis is put on the importance of developing something that really is so suitable for yourself that it's just non-negotiable I think we we tend to think, oh, well, I better go to the gym. Oh, I can't bother to go to the gym. Then you do that mind thing again. Mm. No, find, just just really work out and find out what it is that that is suitable for you. And I explore that with with clients because I see that that is so important for the longevity of them being a coach. Yeah, a good Absolutely. coach because they can then pass that on to their people that they are coaching. And I I hope that this Extraordinary Life Success Program will have in its own way a ripple effect out through, because my my learnings cannot have been for any other reason than to share and share for the good of everybody and yeah. and lift people up to a place where they're operating from a, a healthier, happier, wealthier place, I'd like to think. Absolutely. So self-care is a, is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, I would imagine you've probably got a couple of others, haven't you? Uh, have you got any more? <sighs> sleep is non-negotiable. Is that what yeah. you were saying? Sleep yeah. and rest. And if you're tired, yeah. then don't, you know, if you're tired, if, if, if you're tired, you're tired for a reason. You, you may not know that reason, but your body is an amazing, an amazing thing, isn't it? Mm. You know, we just mm. take it, the, this machine we take for complete granted, don't we? We do. Oh, that absolutely. Our, that our eyeballs can see that our organs are all working. We don't have to worry about whether the blood's pumping round. You know, if if you've got um, a reasonable state of health and you're not having any major illness problems at the time, then oh my word, Steve, don't we have a responsibility to look after that? And sleep mm. is a big part of that. And I know when I surrendered last year, I was actually quite surprised how much sleep I needed. But I do believe that my body needed that because mm. of the year before that it had been through. And I don't think if I hadn't consciously surrendered, I would have allowed that to happen. I'd thought, right, no, I must get up, must get up. But but I didn't. I, and I think that really aided aided my healing. But get your sleep routine sorted out. So some of my friends say, oh, I can't sleep or I'm up in the middle of the night. Get to the bottom of it, you know, find yeah. some some herbs or something, work it out. It's not acceptable to just go on with this nagging niggle of, well, I don't sleep very well. It's so important. No, absolutely. And be happy. Uh, I mean, happiness and, and community. We're all coming out of lockdown now. So let's get together with our friends and just have some real belly laughs because let's face it, you can do that on Zoom, but it's not quite the same, is it? It's just not the same. No. <laughs> it's so not the same. But I do get that. Absolutely. Um, funnily enough, I was having a conversation with my mate, Tim, Tim the plumber. We go out and uh, we go for bike rides every weekend. And um, we were talking about, I would put on a bit of lockdown weight, actually. Now, that I know, I know. Don't look at me like that. But, <laughs> But the thing is, right, 
I, I do have to watch my weight because uh, of my my back condition and, and things. So if I, I and I notice that there's uh, issues that come up and stuff like that. So we I was having a conversation with Tim the plumber. We're on our bikes, and I and I I see what you just said about that book in terms of um, when you said you're younger, younger next, next year. year. The book, mm. yeah. So I I had a conversation with him about with, with uh, you know ironically with him about this and i said look you know i've got to do something i'm going to do this thing where i'm going to stick to a bit of a diet watch what i eat and you know this is this is me paying it forward for um mm-hmm. later on in life because yeah. you know i don't want to have issues when i'm 80 yeah. and stuff like that i want to be able to be fit i want to be able to still ride my bike when yeah. i'm 80 I, I, you know i want to go up ditchling beacon beacon when i'm 80 on my bike i don't want to i don't want to have to sit there and say oh god i can't do that much Oh no, I feel I don't feel very well. Whatever that's that's going to be rubbish. So I think that that kind of the vision for um, that I'd kind of set set myself is you know it's thirty years time. I don't really want to have these issues, and so uh, that I'm going to get that book. Actually, that good. sounds great. Good, good. Um, don't we owe it to ourselves? You know, this physical body is not supposed to last without an end date we've all got an expiry date we just don't know when it is we all celebrate our birthday don't they but but we don't really know our expiry date and i think it's part of our of our soul's mission to look after this 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 body and but that's easy said and done you know there's a lot of self-sabotage lots of 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 people that have problems with with food and with eating and, Mm. and with but i would i i try to impart my radical responsibility you know we we need to be functioning the best we can as a as a we've been given this this life haven't we we've been given the opportunity of of so much and i think if we can get our health and i just know how i feel energetically now steve to how i used to feel when i was out of alignment with my career i drank too much i ate crap hardly apart from walking the dogs I didn't really do any exercise. And I just know if I said to you, I felt really just sluggish and a bit, but I was going Mm. through, I was almost dragging myself through life. Nobody would have ever thought that because I was always spinning lots of plates and I was really busy. And people would say, oh, you're amazing. You're always in and out. And I said, oh, yes, yes, yes. With no connection to myself at all. And um, my energy was so low then when I compare it to now, there's just no comparison. I want I want people to have what I've got now. I want them yeah. to to feel this extra oomph that I've got, this extra energy, this extra curiosity about life, this extra there's so much life can offer us, but we have to have to open our eyes and see it, I suppose. Uh, yes, exactly. I love that, actually. Um and it is something that I've been very aware of actually ever since uh, uh you know that that very first coaching session I had with you, um, you know, I've been very conscious about my awareness of my surroundings and, um, you know, my effect on other people. And I think mm. actually that's sort of testament um, to several things, actually, which people have said to me that I think, and I didn't realize that I did that, if you know what I mean, in, 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 from a positive perspective, you know, yeah. and um, you start your own ripple effect, don't you? Of, of when you're, when you become more, you you give more naturally because that's how yeah. how how you are and i love this phrase um you know our words are our ones so especially as a parent you know you imagine you can you can magically give your child a lot of confidence and a lot of self-worth and self-belief 
by by the words you choose, but equally you can take mm. them away by by not choosing them, can't you? So, you know, yeah. words are our ones, and I there's so many simple things that that can be be started by somebody. So many simple things that can change the ripple effect around them, because then then that ripple effect will come come back, and it's lovely. It really is lovely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've always been outgoing. You've always been very happy, very bubbly, right? Aww. But I'm I'm intrigued by this whole visible thing because um, I, I want to kind of find out a little bit more about what what was holding you back with becoming, you know, being visible. Well, I can tell you how, how many hours have you got? Um, it's um, it's all to do with my childhood, Steve. All to do with my childhood, and and I've managed to work with a therapist last year and really get down under that and unearth that um Mm. you know I was the child that was was invisible I I was effectively rejected at birth even though I was kept within the family I was the third girl they didn't want a girl they wanted a boy they went on to have a boy and I just had a very different upbringing to, to the rest of my family and I was always um you know never heard never seen never appreciated never con- congratulated never lifted up always sort of ignored and, and put in the corner and I think that 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 stayed with me until this second lot of cancer when I did this work on on that and suddenly with it gone I think that's that's been part of my my energetic upgrade almost because I'm not carrying that mm excuse the French shit, around with me anymore. Mm. I don't need. And so actually it's no surprise that then I decided to put myself onto this amazing accelerator program where I knew that that would, that would be what, what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was the next part of, of that unearthing that. And like I said, the first, first few weeks I felt very uncomfortable, very overwhelmed and very, um, I was invisible. I mean, that's, that's, everybody said that, you know, you, you were there, but you were very invisible. And, and then obviously things just click into place, don't they? And, and uh, I'm certainly not visible anymore. <laughs> no, I'm certainly not invisible anymore. Sorry. Invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's really, that, that's, that's something that's really interesting as well, because, you know, we do carry things from our childhood, don't we? And, um, and, and, but we, d- we don't realize that we're carrying all these things from our childhood, mm. you know, um, I don't want to sort of bore bore the listeners with the stuff from me, but um, you know, there's a there's quite a bit of uh, bit of rubbish that goes on in, in in people's lives from an early age, and you you don't realise you bring it with you all throughout your adult life, and it must have been very liberating to kind of reflect back and then think, whoa, yeah, is this, how did this it feel? Whole, this well, the whole of of now, twenty twenty one. I am, um, I feel like I've been reborn, and I know that sounds a bit. What's the word? That that doesn't sound uh, sounds a bit woolly, but I do. I feel, I honestly feel energetically different. I do. Mm. I feel I feel like I everything has slotted into place, and the next chapter for Mrs. Budgeon is about is about doing what she's doing, and I feel completely aligned with what I'm doing. Yeah, and there's nothing on the roadmap to to stop me having the success that I that I want to have going forward and you know we've had a lot of challenging years um as a family and in fact last night we were talking about this and I just I just have a feeling that that it's all behind us now but we we don't know I mean obviously we can't control what the future is but but the general feeling is that 
we're all in a really good place and, and our energy is really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can feel that uh, even through the screen. So this is going to sound, well, it's not meant to be a silly question, right? But I'm going to mm-hmm. ask it anyway, because I love I love asking and I love the answers that my guests give, is that would you say you're an optimist? Oh, and how has thought. optimism how has optimism played a part in your life? I've all I was born an optimist, and I think that even from in, yeah. even from when you were young, yeah, yeah. and yeah. sat in the corner and you know yeah. ignored. Yeah, I I was born an optimist, and I I believe that my my soul's journey was to to get to this point. So I had to I had to have those experiences as a child and not have my optimism knocked out of me, and and I didn't, and I I have always been an optimist. I've always been able to to see things perhaps that other people can't see in a way that's always optimistic. I always see see the, the the potential. So I think I'm completely connected to the infinite potentiality of life and I think I have been from a very young age. I, I could see things for other people that they couldn't see for themselves. And I said, but why can't they see that for themselves? Mm. So that was the first part of the question. What was the second bit? Uh, how, is it, how has it played a part in your life? Massively. How does optimism play? Yeah, what does it do? Yeah. Op- you know, optimism kept me kept me happy in a in a in a not so happy family. I'd say mm. um, optimism has led led me to to taking risks. I think you know, traveling to the other side of the world because I fancied doing it and living in LA myself when I was in my early twenties. I've never been afraid of of trying new things, and I think that that comes from perhaps always thinking, well, it will work out. And it doesn't always work out, but it doesn't matter, does it? You're going to give it a go. So I think, you know, that's that for me. I've had a very varied life, and I think that that's part of being in that mindset of, well, things will work out. Things are going to things are going to go one way or the other, and I, I let's give it a go. And that's got to be yeah. optimism, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. You've, you ha- you're such a courageous person and so brave and really – just a beautiful, beautiful person, beautiful human being, you know, and I've got the utmost respect and, and, and love for you because you're, you, you help me, which in turn has helped my family. You've helped my, it, which in turn, the ripple effect has helped my business. And it, it's, you know, you've put me in a, uh, in a, a place in my life that if I hadn't have met you, I, I, I wouldn't be here now. So I've, I, I owe you a huge debt of gratitude. And I'll be forever grateful. And I, I think one sort of last question, because I know it's getting on a bit here. But <laughs> what? So twenty twenty one is kind of what you've you've set now. You've you've mm-hmm. you're, you're doing your your work with your uh, group in LA and stuff. You're getting yeah. new clients. What what what's the next sort of five years? You know, what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. What's your five year plan? What what are you thinking? That's really interesting. I was just talking about that with somebody else, and. Um... I just think more of the same, Steve, more of the same, more lovely homework balance, more clients, more maybe development work where I, w- I like to work one-to-one with clients. So, so maybe the, the maybe some exciting, I don't know, immersive sort of away days with clients somewhere, maybe climbing up a mountain or or doing something exciting I don't know. I want I want to really bespoke my service. If 
that makes mm-hmm. sense, to make it very special to whoever is, is going to come and work with me. So I want it to be extraordinary, to be to be perfect. That, that fitted in really well then, didn't it? Extraordinary. Um, Extra, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just see my health just go from strength to strength, and I will, will do everything to put into the health bank. See my family to their next stage, next five years. So for me, there's no one thing. There's lots of things. You know, in, enjoy more meditation and, and just be, be curious about life and, and, and maybe do some travel, maybe, when we can. Um, I've got a bike ride coming up at the end of this year, and I've been on a bike once in the last five years. <laughs> 460K, that'll be fine, won't it? Yeah, yeah. In um, in Vietnam, in Vietnam and and Cambodia, which was cancelled from last year, but I've still got a feeling that might not happen. Hence, I haven't yet been on my bike. But so again, that's me being optimistic (laughs) that I can, I can get on a bike and cycle. I mean, obviously, I will train, but um, you know, it's never crossed my mind I can't do it. So yes, so lots more adventures, I think. So I'd like to do some some more random things like that as well. So. That sounds amazing. I love all of that. I love your work. I love what you've done. You know, you're an incredible person. The way that you've come through all of these challenges is such a huge example to everybody, you know, um, and uh, I'm I'm so happy that you're in such a great place right now and, and your business is doing well and you're doing, and personally, you're doing very well health-wise and stuff like that. So I, I can't thank you enough for coming on on the show, Louise. Um, it's been Thank amazing. I love it. It's really lovely to kind of deep dive into uh, a few things in your life. And thank you so much for sharing, you know, and uh, hopefully the listeners will, will get a, a huge amount of value from, from what, you've, what you've said over the last hour and a bit. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you so much. Take care. Oh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Louise. She really is an inspiration to us all. If you'd like to connect with the now more visible Louise Budgeon, you can do so on LinkedIn. I'll put the link in the show notes or you can email her at louise at extraordinarylifesuccess.com. But I'll put that in the show notes as well. So that's it for another episode. Thanks again for listening. I so appreciate it. It really means a lot. And please do recommend the podcast to all your friends. Take care, everybody. And I'll be back soon with another episode.